Welcome everyone to the podcast that gives you movie and TV discussion every Tuesday and gaming discussion every Friday. The Nerdy Useless Topics Society, better known as... Nuts! Because we're nuts! You cut me off! I did! <laughs> Don't do that! It's rude! Uh, I am your uh, non-rude co-host, Joe. And I'm Chris. That He's rude-ass. <laughs> no, no! Yes, you're you're the ass of today of all days. I don't know what you're talking about. Listeners know I'm the best. Oh, listeners! Yes, <laughs> they know. So, oh, how, besides, no. for some reason, wanting to be really rude today, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm rude. Yeah, I'm rude. I'm good. Yeah, that's what I I'm thought. I'm just. I'm so busy today. I, just, I had oh. so much work to do no. and. I still got to get some stuff done, but I was like, I'm going to make time to get this done. Cause you know why? Cause by the time this goes out, it'll be Friday and it'll be a good time to listen to this. Cause it'll be an end of the week, relaxing day. Yeah, it's true. Well, so thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you said I was rude. (laughs) I was just aggressive much. I was just thanking you. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I just expect you to be here on this. Actually, no. Today of all days, thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Finally, I get some recognition here. <laughs> but anyway. We cannot, we cannot record in person. Oh, we will. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But we should talk <laughs> about what's going on because people are probably getting really confused now. Um, We've probably been fast forwarded. Yeah, probably <laughs> a lot. Um, yes. Well, we're at two minutes roughly. So how dare you? <laughs> All right, let's go. What, let's go to the news. What is the news, Joe? Well, in Sony, there's not really much going on. They've they have kind of started talking more and more about the PS5 and how yeah. it and what it's going to be in successing it. So people are expecting that PS5, like them actually giving legit info, maybe coming around sooner rather than later. So that's something to look forward to. And then there's just the price of the PS Classic is down from, when it first came out, it was $100. And now I think it's like 35 yeah, I just saw it. it's, you know, depending on where you're buying it, but it's around $35, $34. Some places probably doing it as low as 30 some probably up as high as 40 still. And at the same time, like, can you believe that? This came out only a couple months ago. Because everyone hated and, it. Yeah. <laughs> and just look at, like, both Nintendo's uh, other classic lines, the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo, the SNES Classic, um, both shipped for sixty and eighty dollars respectively, and were like really well received, high acclaim, and you know, it was awesome. Uh, this just just happened. It's just and, the PS Classic is hot garbage. It doesn't have anything really good. That people want yeah, there's it. a handful of games that I would go in and play, but I think one reason a few people were upset there was no Spyro, no Crash, no mm-hmm. Metal Gear, and some things had to do with rights. I think the other thing was they couldn't put some of the games on that they have been uh, 
remastering because I would eat away at each of their respective sales. They thought I don't think it, it wouldn't have. I highly agree. no. I think if it had Crash on there and Spyro, more people would have bought it. Just and the sales for both of those remasters, I think, would have stayed the same. Yeah, no, more than likely. I can't see of any other reason why, like yeah. that, people wouldn't buy it. Like I, it, yeah. I would be more inclined to buy it like a remastered after playing the original. That way, to get better graphics and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. and uh, yeah, so that was that was something. Um, Microsoft, they're you know a big thing. Borderlands Three has finally been revealed after many many years. Yeah, I saw it. It looks not. It doesn't look bad. Uh, but I've never played any of the Borderlands, so I have no idea. Oh, there's so much fun. You would yeah. like it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they're, they uh, are remastering, or they just released the remaster of uh, the original Borderlands. And, you know, you can still play like Border, both of them on PC. Um, but it looks really good. The story's, you know, it's just, it's fun gameplay. I think you would enjoy it. The story's not bad. It's not like, you know, um, it's not, yeah, it's not a, probably a legit good story but it's it's a shooting it's like it's a shooter kind of so yeah shoot and loot yeah <laughs> so it's fun um so that was big uh there's still you know i think it's it's kind of getting into this slightly quiet time you know before things start getting announced at e3 you know whoever i think it's just microsoft will be there <laughs> i i if at this point they may even yeah. pull out yeah Oh, uh, and Nintendo, Nintendo, this is a big week because as of really next week on the 15th tax day, uh, oh it is Reggie Fisame, his last day, and he is the head of Nintendo of America, and he is just a great personality. He is definitely like one of the people I think of as the human embodiment of the spirit of Nintendo because he's just like a, you know, very wacky, lovable guy. But yeah, he put in his, uh, resignation. Uh, I think it was a couple, like a month or two ago. So as of the 15th, he will be retired. And with that, there is a rumor just talked about today. Now we record a couple days early. So uh -huh. that a Nintendo direct is going to be coming on Thursday. And it's from a couple sources that have a really good track record. So by the time this is up, it probably, if it is true, it already happened. And I can't wait to talk about uh, some of the things that came from it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the direct is possibly, probably coming on Thursday. And they'll probably do a nice send off for him on it. Because oh, he's been a uh, major influence, not just in Nintendo, but on the gaming community. I mean, there's still memes to this day of my body is ready. And that comes from him specifically. It's always ready. When, when <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, everyone knows. <laughs> they, uh, that's, you know, when he came on and it was either during the Wii or like late GameCube era, era of uh, Nintendo. So that was, um, yeah, yeah, no, you know, he, a big time. Yeah, he's he's been great and he's got like an amazing personality to work with Nintendo and it's been really like Nintendo has been really lucky to have him as their spokesperson because he, mm -hmm. he 
he's done so much for them. Yeah, he's done a lot with like helping with uh, taking back like localization from like other com- other countries. So you can't like with the Switch now you can play essentially any game from around the world. Um, you know, it was a lot more difficult before on the GameCube and Wii and Wii U even days uh, where you had to, you know, things were region locked. So he worked to uh, kind of help with a whole team. Obviously, it wasn't just him, but yeah. to break down those walls. And now his replacement, he's been there for a, a couple of years now and in different roles. Uh, and he's been like kind of coming out of the, you know, or not coming out of the shadows, but rising through the ranks and being more vocal the past year or two. Uh, and he is the best, like fitting Nintendo name. I think first name is Doug. Doug Bowser, spelled exactly the same as the King Koopa. And this is how the dark times come to Nintendo. Yes, yes. And he is now going to be the new head of Nintendo of America. So that it's going to be. Uh, and he's he's pretty good. He's got a good personality. I think he'll make uh, some things his own. But I'm yes, very excited for what's in store. Yeah, it'll it'll be very different from Reggie being there, but they st- still should be fine. Ho- hopefully, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, not not too much news, but a lot of like interesting news. Yeah, yeah. It's like you said, it, it's dying down a little bit before the big stuff happens, but you, you get little bits of really interesting stuff. Yeah, I think that theme of just interesting, but not like blow you away news kind of segues nicely into our theme for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with you, I guess. <laughs> yes. uh, so today we're going to be talking about sim style games. So that can be anything from the actual Sims to mm-hmm. to like Roller Coaster Tycoon to like any sort of those wacky little things where you are set up as something, some random animal person, Thing. job, whatever, just doing something <laughs> like mindless, like a like a regular day task. But people love those kind of games for some yeah whatever reason yeah so these sim games short for simulation if you weren't up on the jargon (laughs) they started back in the mid 80s some of the earliest examples of sim games were uh bmx uh, simulation grand prix and simulation pro boxing and it wasn't until you know, and they were they were well received. It was essentially just like a you know you were simulating playing as a boxer. It was slightly different, or Grand Prix or BMX. It was slightly different, but pretty much the same as just a boxing game, a racing game, or like a BMX like bike game. Uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't until the late eighties, nineteen eighty nine, that the sim, what is now known for just mostly the Sims, uh, yeah. started with Sim City in 1989 and from that just created this phenomenon of many many games uh all through yeah what was it it was required in 97 by ea but before that uh it was this company called maxis so maxis did all the uh, early sim games so you had sim city was the first one which let you uh, create a city and just run it it was almost uh, sometimes called like god like games because you're basically acting as like a omnipotent figure 
Yeah. You had Sim City. Then uh, let's see what else. There, I'm skipping over some of the more obscure ones. Uh, Simcopter, The Sims in 2000 was like probably one of their biggest hits. But before that, in before 2000, there was a Sims game every year, sometimes more than one game every yeah. year. From 1989 to 2004, that's like you know you don't see that too often from developers especially nowadays when it takes forever to make a game yeah but um, but you got to imagine yeah. like i can't imagine the sims taking too long to make like yeah it's got to be a similar code huh. and just changing some things very similar suspiciously <laughs> similar <laughs> but yes. yeah it's Especially if you do it in, within the same year, the graphics aren't really go going to improve. They only need to make the graphics so good because it's a it's a simulation game where you're at least some of them where you're overseeing an entire town or something and just putting in random objects to make the, your your people live everyday lives. So really, it, in all actuality, all you have to do is make it like change the setting around a little bit and then you slap like different coats of paint on like different objects for your for you to build and that and then people make the game for themselves because they build it their their world how they want it to you just got to provide the objects which i'd imagine after you have so many of them it, it doesn't take take long yeah i'm sure by like 96 or so they had so many assets that they were able to just, you know, until they upgraded in probably around the late 90s, early 2000s, like the, all their all their things. But just some, I'm not going to read all of them, include Sim City, Sim Ant, Sim Tower, Sim Golf, Sim Park, Sim Safari, which I remember that one. Uh, the Sims, uh, The Sims Online, which was like early, not early online because this was 2002, but it was, uh, this was still relatively early online for like, an MMO. Yeah. Uh, and it's also called EA land. If you didn't know it as the Sims online. Uh, yeah, they released so many different Sim city games in that time. And it ended in 2004 with the Sims two. And then over the next two years, they released pack after pack after pack of add ons for the Sims two. You know how many Sims two packs they had? Joe? 22. I, you know what? <laughs> I I really don't think so, uh, but <laughs> what happened? Uh, what my sister had, I believe, at least sixteen Sims Two expansion packs. So okay, I just found it. So they had Sims Two, University, Nightlife, Open for Business, Pets, Seasons, Bon Voyage, Free Time. Apartment Life, Pets Life 2, Nightlife 2, Holiday Party Pack, Celebration Stuff, Holiday Edition, oh my gosh. Deluxe, Double Deluxe. Oh my gosh, how did you not play that? <laughs> I, 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 it was a different time. I wasn't okay. wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there were all of these expansions to this and like just like a smaller expansion, but still like additions to the game. It was like at the start of DLC, like, you know, 
before that time in 2004, around the time of like map packs and stuff like starting to come to fruition. Yeah, she got addicted. I, <laughs> I think addicted is a small is a tiny word. Having 16 of them, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but looking at all of these, I she probably got rid of them all because I remember they came in those thick uh, like CD cases for computer games back then. And it was the size of like a Harry Potter book. And altogether, I remember it being like, just not even laid out like top to bottom, but just stacked. Like you'd stack books on a bookshelf. It was probably two and a half to three feet long of just Sims two. My gosh. And that's how, but that's how they make money is that they just, they give you some base and then with the people that get addicted to it a lot, like honestly, like free to play games or stuff like that. They just add little extras that you, you want that, that way you can complete your set or whatever, add new flavor to the game and people will pay continuously pay for those extras because it gives them something new to do and they, they can just manage the lives or whatever that they're doing in the Sims to, to fit that. And yeah, it's an excellent way to make money because it doesn't, it probably doesn't take the company that much effort to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after the EA, uh, I know we're just focusing on the Sims just for like a, a little portion of this, but after EA's acquisition from 2007 to 2014, it was all these different sim. They tried to take it in different directions with sim, like the Sims as uh, it's like connective glue of all the different things. So I remember some of these on like the Wii. My sister got them. So it was like the Sims stories, um, mm. my Sims kingdom. My Sims Party. They were like Sims meets, uh, what are those? Funko Pops. That's yeah. what the graphics look like. Uh, they did then The Sims 3, uh, The Sims Medieval, The Sims Social, finally Sim City in 2013. I think was that it was either Sim City, I believe that was it in 2013. Because that was the dawn of like the current generation of systems. And it got so much flack because it said it was going to be an online constant game. Do you remember when Microsoft came out with the Xbox and said it has to always be connected to the internet? Yep, I remember that well. And they backpedaled over the next couple months. And that's what hindered them in this console generation. And SimCity did the same thing. It said, hey, you have to be online constantly for this to be updating. I'm like, why? Is your AI like, different now than it was 20 years ago but and there was like some reasoning behind it but that was uh, a little misstep and then now as of 2014 they released the sims 4 with some expansions and things like that and after that that's all they focused on was the sims 4 until 2018 when they released the sims on mobile and that's been it the sims 4 and sims mobile have been their only sim games Hmm. That that's crazy from where they were. But you think, like you said, it's just that model of they're able to, you know, they're able to sell just constant updates and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's effective. It's a lot of it's because 
the updates aren't as expensive as a full game, so people think it, that they're getting a deal on it, and and then they're easy to make. I'm sure. Yeah. At least I'm sure they are. I can't imagine they take much effort. Um, so that that's crazy. It's there's with the Sims games or with anything like that. There becomes like an addictive personality because like you get the people that like to collect things or like like to like organize like people who have like OCD or stuff like obviously there are certain type of people in in this world that different things will attract people who like to organize things like might really get into this game and it gives them something to do like most of the time like for for me I am big into collecting I think that's a lot of people our age like did with like card games and stuff. So like I've gotten like really hooked on some of the mobile games to where you collect things and they're all stupid games. I, I realized that, but I got really hooked on it because I could collect all these things. And I felt like I was getting something new when in all actuality, it was just something electronic that means absolutely nothing. And that's kind of what the Sims are doing. It gives you the chance to like organize a life, a life or something that, whatever Sims game you're playing and let you just have everything be what you want it to be. And it kind of feeds into that. Yeah. Control. It gives you a sense of control. (laughs) And that's something that, you know, we don't have every day, even in our own lives. There's so much chaos. Uh, (laughs) That's what you think. (laughs) So, yeah. So it's definitely that sense of like, peace because there is no end game and that was something i remember saying to my sister because she got hooked thanks to my brother on he gave me a game for gamecube the sims busting out and i was like what's the point of this and he's like oh it's a simulation and stuff and i was very much a completionist type of mindset so i was like yeah what what do you have to do to win no you you just have these like lives (laughs) and you just manage them till when it's like you go i was like i don't like it so then my sister and she loved it because it was like oh well, i can like literally play this whenever and just always like now with so many apps and stuff and games on mobile it's like oh i can check this whenever there's no sense of urgency just peaceful and i can understand that now looking back like okay there is a sense of just you know a way to relax yeah, not for me. Not, uh, so i understand the appeal yeah like like with the more for me the more like serious sim games like the actual sims games i i was never a huge fan of them because i'm i'm like you i need like a purpose to what i'm doing there we used to actually got to play the the sims on uh yeah yeah in computer class it back back (laughs) in elementary school um and i kind of always got bored with it because i was like oh there's nothing like it's just constantly going there's no point in it so i made i made objectives for myself like destroying the whole town with whatever natural disaster i could come up with or combination of natural disasters (laughs) yes and that's a good i think segue into our next like area of sim games uh so 
we'll uh, talk about just quickly construction and amusement sims. So that kind of covers some things from the sims and sim city, but there were things like building simulator. Obviously the biggest like amusement simulator was, um, Oh my gosh. Roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. Yeah. And that was so good. And I think it was because people would make these incredible roller coasters that would plunge <laughs> people to their hands. It wasn't and, the point. And it, it, seriously, or they'd have like the ones and you still see like things online of uh, people posting like old videos from the original, like roller coaster tycoon or two or th- those older ones. And you see the trains. It's like this one goes on. And then as it's, it's like a really long one. So, and you're able to because it's one of those godlike games where you can just control anything at will. As the roller coaster starts, they take out the like starting area and replace it just with regular tracks. So then it goes on forever. That's and it just continuously loops. And that's awesome. I liked some of the later ones that had it in like I don't think it was in like the original one or two. I think it was like in the early 2000s, I remember them having this feature, but it had the attendance like features such as what they liked, what they disliked, if they were having fun, if they were feeling sick or nauseous because it was an amusement park. You didn't want something that would make people too nauseous and get sick and get angry and then leave. Yep. And people gave zero shits and just (laughs) were like, okay, I'm going to make, this longest roller coaster and it's like it could have 150 people on it at once (laughs) and they're all gonna be puking their guts (laughs) out forever until they die (laughs) (laughs) and i know that was a thing too it's like oh these people need sustenance and that was like a way a mechanic that was to get them to go to the food court and just by not having them get off their health dropped and it was almost like you were killing them (laughs) They just get yes. sick and be stuck on the roller coaster forever. <laughs> I I remember that system. I Ugh. I never was like really creative with roller coaster tycoon. I was actually one of those people that actually followed the the rules and tried to make people happy. I was a I was an awful person. I don't know what's a regular Walt Disney. Yeah. See, aren't I just the greatest? No. yes but there were so many of those uh yeah the construction sims amusement sims um yeah i still remember like that was i know they still have like games like that uh and we'll end with like you know some some more modern things overall um another area of sims though i think is there anything else you wanted to add for construction or amusement um no, I think I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Huh. See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> much like a, a strike. And that, remember, wasn't that one of the things in even uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon where you can like have a hurricane come and attack the amusement yes. park or something like that? And you'd be like, okay, here's a tornado, hurricane, and thunderstorm with extra lightning. Kill. <laughs> just, Kill people. Just makes your roller coaster even more entertaining. Because you're fearful for your life. Yes, you know what I always based my amusement parks off of? What? Well, the closest amusement park to me growing up, Six Flags. Oh. Uh, 
Well, that's fair enough, I guess. And you know why, Joe? Why? Because you said it was closest the... to you. That's why. Well, another <laughs> reason why I liked Six Flags, Joe, was the catchy jingle. I I don't I'm not gonna sing the song, but you know the ones with Mister Six. I. Yeah, no, I've heard of him. <laughs> the old man who danced. That was fun. It was. I, I don't know. Seemed kind of annoying to me. You know, I think some people got annoyed by it. <laughs> it, it was just really weird. I I wasn't the biggest fan of it. <laughs> okay, but yes. Ah, goodness. Yeah, if you also liked your Mr. Six, because that's what his name was, Mr. Six. I looked it up. Uh, so, Mr. Six, if you like Mr. Six, please tweet us at, at or you know, message us on Facebook and tell us your Mr. Six story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Joe loves Mr. Six. I do not at all. <laughs> he was annoying. We don't need to... All right, Remember well, I'll, him. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, so another area of Sims, and some of these were insanely popular to the point where, you know, because these are simulations, you think of them as, okay, this could be somewhat like real life. That was the whole intention. You could do some task or some thing and have it relate to yourself or, or something depending on what skill you were trying to do or you could do something completely random as things have gotten more creative over the years something that you have no ability to do oh you so, have no ability what <laughs> one of the older uh these some of these types of sims were called vehicle sims so you had some racing sims and they're you know different than like kart racers like mario kart where there's like items and things like that and even uh, some of the other Right. Uh, more popular right. racing games, but racing sims yeah. were, what is it? They have both PlayStation and Microsoft have a racing sim franchise that's different than any other racing ones that they have, but it's a realistic racing simulator where you still are racing other cars, but the physics and everything are as realistic as you can get now. Uh, yeah. The names of both because there's so many of them i i don't know which and i was never really into because i liked the more chaos of like the carts uh, the cart racers and other things like that um but those became really popular yeah i i've never i've not really heard many of them but i'd imagine like with the physics and everything it'd be a lot more challenging than the regular racing games and then they'd probably have you mess with the dials and everything inside the car too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and now like, you know, there's so many, uh, the other, there are called arcade racers, uh, for the, uh, other ones that are a little bit more like in between cart racers and just straight up racing Sims. Uh, so, Oh, Gran Turismo and project cars are like some, yeah, probably Gran Turismo though is the, the PS4, that's their uh, big racing simulation yep. game. They usually use those games to show off uh, graphics and things like that for their 
machines because they're you know they're showing real things this is a real car and then you're looking at it and it shows a lot of physics and weather and things like that and you're like oh okay this this is a good system that's usually the type of game they show off when they introduce a new system yeah it, it is and then it's like you said they they use the physics to their advantage because you as the years go by like you keep feeling more and more closely related like that's actually real if it's framing or something like that the car is harder to to maneuver and stuff so people who really enjoy racing and want to get a as close to real life experience as they can in a video game those are the definitely the types of games that you look for yeah uh just some other ones like it, this definitely this next one the next two really haven't been that popular since really they came out they're very like niche games but you have sub like submarine simulator and train simulator i think train simulator has had more variations of it uh and you know and not just like or more iterations but there are some variations to it too like uh subway simulator later uh i can't think of what's the other uh not what's it called at a monorail (laughs) thank you simpsons uh monorail (laughs) simulator any of those types of train type things and the you know they they have a you know they could be fun i you just have to really like i think the thing that you're trying to play yeah you know someone who has an interest in trains is obviously going to like it more than someone who doesn't well, yeah, when you when you have a sim game that is meant to be realistic and not like goofy fun, then you're you're already limiting your crowd by a lot, especially like something as obscure as a submarine simulator or a a train simulator. Like the person really has to be into trains or submarines to to want to play that to begin with. And then it's hard to get people enticed with them because like there's only so much you can honestly do with those things. It's not like you're fighting people or like shooting missiles all over or anything like that. You're driving the vehicle and simulating that. So it's hard. Yeah. Uh, the, the last vehicle sim I wanted to talk about is probably the most popular of them. You see these types of games in arcades still, and they're actually used to help train people in this field. And it's probably the most popular of the vehicle sims outside of uh, racing in like a, in that sense, that's flight simulator. Do you ever play any of those flight sim oh, yeah. games? Yeah. They're cool. I like, I like them, but you're right. They do. They use them a lot with training people before they actually get out in the air because that's that's obviously dangerous. So they they train people with the simulators to kind of get them used to some some controls as as much as they possibly can and how things go. And then like they get a bunch of GPUs like. You've seen stories of people putting together a bunch of PlayStations together to power these things and whatnot. Yeah. So they they use as much power as they can so they can make it as realistic as they can, which is great that technology allows them to train the, these people to get ready to actually fly planes. Yeah, 
I remember when I, um, in high school, it was in like, you know, we had a flight club that was pretty cool. And in that, we got to actually go to like an airport. And in the airport, they had, it was just like a small airport, you know, just like a municipal one. But they had a room that was literally like they had the like front portion of a plane, the cutout, like the canopy that you sit in. And then in that, on the against the wall and then like partially so it was like three screens like on your sides your peripherals and straight ahead was these giant screens that just linked right up to flight simulator like flight yeah. simulator 2000 and then like i think it was like 2008 or whatever the like the next iteration was in the like late 2000s and that is something that the FAA allows like that you can use that game it's so it simulates it so uh, correctly when it's hooked up to all the correct uh, buttons and functions that you can actually train and get hours towards your training. Just like you have to do with driving, get your like, you know, six, 10, whatever hours before you get your license. Yeah. Um, you, you can do that. And I was like, that's so cool. Like taking a game and that's so, you know, can be applied to such a realistic uh, experience and actually learn something from it. Yeah, and like I said, it and it takes away part of the danger because it gets you ready without any consequences to yourself. And like obviously it's going to be different when you get to the real thing, but at least you get some sort of muscle memory or some kind of memory on how certain things work before you get into the plane and just like, "Oh, please let me figure out how to do this." Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So we've talked about vehicles. We've talked about the Sims and Sim City. We talked about construction and amusement. Yes. Let's talk about life, Joe. Don't tell me what to do. Let's talk about life. No. <laughs> <laughs> so just a couple. We already kind of talked about God games, but uh, some two types that are very popular within life Sims outside of the Sims uh, would be digital pets and dating sims so which one do you want to start with well i can talk a little bit about the digital pets because i have an obscure one that's kind oh, of funny. i go for i hope it's the same one i'm thinking no of. it's not it's from it's from a cartoon show that kind of fits the bill what's that so do you remember back in the day the, this was in the i think the 90s or the early 2000s could have probably what was closer to the early 2000s who knows i forget but remember they used to sell like digivices yeah like and you got to like those games were had like digimon that you got to ra raise and eventually like they evolved but you you the point of it was you were supposed to hook it onto your pants or something or keep it in your pocket and it acted as a it counted your steps and every oh, a pedometer. Yes, that that's the word. Thank you. Um, it count your steps. And for every step that you took, once you passed a certain amount of steps, your Digimon got food. He got whatever <laughs> to to help him grow. And can I tell you how much I actually played that thing? But I play, never play, you mean you exercised and walked. I didn't. I actually didn't. This is a sad thing. This was before I was healthy mind you but i used to <laughs> shake 
the stupid thing just to get it to the correct number of steps. Oh, Joe, that's what everyone did. No one was healthy. <laughs> I know, it was awful. They did have GPS, so it didn't know. You just had to shake it. Yeah, it was all... Oh, my gosh. I remember when, like, cereal boxes did that. They would do, like, giveaways of, like, essentially just pedometers. Yeah. And, like, that would just count your steps, and kids would just sit there at lunch, and you see them all, like, flicking these things back and forth, like, I'm going to get to 1,000 before you as you're sitting on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, it makes me happy that I'm... To know that I'm not the only one that did that then. Oh my gosh, that was everyone. Uh, but yes, I. so when I thought of digital pets, I thought of, you know, those are those spinoffs of like The Sims, like pets and like Nintendogs comes to mind with yeah. the DS. That was like what got people to get a Nintendo DS. Uh, online, the browser games like Neopets was huge. I remember everyone in school, elementary, middle school, it's like, oh gosh, I got to take care of my Neopet. And oh yeah, I remember. Every time mine kept just dying. Or sorry, getting very, very critically ill. I <laughs> because they wouldn't die. Not not surprised. Not surprised <laughs> at all. But I and then I would just like use a different email address because but it would be like just one number different or something like that. Like, I'm gonna start over and this time you'll be great. And then Yay. Die. death. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, digital pets. Uh, that's a big and you know now they've done it's expanded so much like i remember there was a i don't think it was more than a tech demo uh for either vr or like connect i remember connect had a tech demo but one was uh like a virtual pet and it would be like i think if it was the connect or if it was vr it'd be like your pet would see you and would freak out if you walked in the room and would like jump against the TV. Like it was like a window or like trying to hug you and stuff just like, uh, you know, it started with Nintendogs or things like that. This is only in the past, like five or six years, if I recall, but yeah, it seemed like it was just a, you know, it's something that would help those who, who needed that, like as a support dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also just, you know, for kids that weren't able to have a pet or something like that, you know, it's one of those, much like a lot of these sim games, it would just be a niche thing of yeah something that just you know certain people like love, and that's that's pretty much it. And it stops the parents from having to actually get an actual dog and pay for it and take care of it when the kid could just do it digitally. So yeah. Um. Then there's the other ones about the dating sims, which are really simple and i i don't get the niche to be honest with you but whatever oh um, my gosh they're so popular they really are they are ridiculously popular but they're um so dating games virtually work out to um you just going through a bunch of it depends on the game but you're going through a bunch of like talks with different people i guess and you pick things to say and it makes them happy or sad and then they <laughs> and then they're like they're gonna sleep with you or or not and leave you forever well they're the not end. all sex games Joe. they're all <laughs> sex games no some are just uh, about love and romance <laughs> i'm getting into the digital person's pants get it sliding into the dms <laughs> digitally <laughs> Yes. Oh, my oh gosh. My. But yes, that is like, I remember what was the one last year? Um, people, I remember it got like so popular. 
that people were talking about at work. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? It was like, ah, it's going to bother me. Something like it was like about gay dads. What? It, I swear it was something like that. And this is going to bother me because uh, one of Jamie's friends told me about it. Cause they, she was like, she played it all the time. She's like, I'm trying to get all five or all six of like the different people like in different playthroughs. Uh, so I thought that was nuts. Uh, but <laughs> yes, there's lots and lots of dating Sims. Yeah. I was like, ah. but uh, yeah, it's like getting to the point where like, you know, it's just getting uh, more obscure and like, or more varied, I should say, not just within dating Sims, but just all of these Sims. Yeah. As, you know, let's talk about just a couple weird ones. Oh, I can. Or when I say weird, it's a, that sounds like a negative thing. Let's call it, let's talk about diverse. A fantastic Sims. one that I can talk about that yes. I absolutely adored for. I have no idea why. It, it is called. I am bread. And it's, you are bread. I am bread. <laughs> oh, Groot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, uh, tell me about I am bread. So basically, your goal, you were a piece of bread, just a piece of bread. And your goal was to burn yourself, go, throwing yourself in the toaster so you could become toast. But. <laughs> you had to make it through the other side of the kitchen without getting too dirty. So if you were, if you got on the floor and you were on the floor too long, you were bad bread. No one wants to eat bad bread, Chris. No one at all. No one and, at all. And it's not like this bread had like little legs that he could walk with. No, it was just a regular piece of bread that you had to like, maneuver on one like one corner at a dime and like throw yourself at things hoping that you land and not hit the floor it's <laughs> it's stuck it to this the side of like if you were at the side of a cabinet or something you could hold the mouse down or whatever and click and it would keep the bread there and you could just maneuver yourself up but but that was about it it was such a silly game and I can't begin to tell you how much I played it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, some of these ones that I, I have not played any of these ones. So I'll talk about these just several. And then you could talk about the last one, I think. Uh, and just let me know your thoughts on what you're working on. Uh, so okay. PC building sim is a very obscure one. It literally is you build a PC from scraps. I think you have to earn money to, or, you know, you get the pieces and you have to literally build a computer, a PC from scratch. I mean, uh, I can, I, yeah. I, that's too much work with the money aspect, but if you, if it does a simulation of just putting parts in and putting parts together, I think that could be useful if you want to actually build a PC one day because it's, it's, difficult like for your first build yeah so that would be interesting uh the next one is on psvr it's job simulator it literally puts you into a nine to five office job but not as funny as steve carell's the office <laughs> and, 
but it's uh you know it's just those mundane tasks that you get to actually work out because it's vr and the current vr stuff with psvr has those you know the things uh i'm thinking like the switch the joy cons the handles that you have as your controllers plus your vr set so you do feel apparently like really immersed in it so that's interesting i would like to try it out i don't know if i you know with like most of these games i don't know how much enjoyment i would get from it after like the initial appeal yeah personally for me i don't know if i'd even want to try it because i'm already in a job long enough i don't (laughs) i'll need to put myself in another job that's a lot of yes work (laughs) my uh third one toilet tycoon Oh, oh. It sounds exactly kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> you are in a toilet industry and you make and sell toilets and you have to make the best toilets of your product line. So it's interesting. There's like a business aspect to it, but it's, yes, it is completely no, centered you. around toilets. I don't toilets. want to make toilets. No. <laughs> um, Do it. I'll do this one next bear simulator. You literally are a bear and you need to live your life to your, I would do it as a bear. (laughs) So you go, you go like you get fish from the river, you attack other animals, you can climb trees, you could do all this stuff. And it's like, if you were a bear, this is what you'd have to do. And it's pretty fun based on what I've seen. I I would play. I would definitely play this game. Are there people in this game? Ah, uh, because not that I, I would saw, totally pretend to, uh, there might tend be. to be Yogi. And if that's and the case, picnic baskets. Totally. <laughs> I would want to know, like, OK, if there were humans or even just other animals, for that matter, if there are just other animals in like the wooded setting, are you essentially the king of the forest? Is there any other animal that will attack you or just anything just run away? from you uh if you get attacked like can you die and then if you do like you know there's a lot of questions i have but i would be interested to play that sounds fun (laughs) the last one is just one of the best ones game and that oh no i skipped one of mine soda drinker pro it's you use it's on pc and you use the keys to tilt your glass and you drink <laughs> your soda in the <laughs> to relieve yourself in the hot summer day. Also, if you look this up, it looks hilariously bad. <laughs> like the background is like a low res. It looks like it's made from like Microsoft Paint, like a background of like a barn. And it's like, oh, <laughs> congratulations. You drank your soda like a pro. <laughs> now you drink it in another location. And it's the same mechanic, just with a different background. I want to know how and much that money is the game. people got. I, that's the thing. I don't know if it's a free game. I'm going to look it up right now while you talk about your okay. next one. After that lovely last, one, yes. which I... Uh, oh, oh, my, my God. God. It's five yeah. bucks. I, I want to know who actually bought it just for fun. And how much money they made. My God. Okay. So the best one here next to the the bread is the goat simulator. Because you are literally a goat running through a town. And you can do all (laughs) sorts of crazy 
shit. Like, you can run, like, super high speeds. Like, I mean, much faster (laughs) than a regular goat would ever run. You just glide through the town. And you could... There's there's people in this town. You could just pick them up with your tongue and drag them with you everywhere. Like, everywhere. So you're essentially just on the concrete. They're just dragging, uh, dragging around. And then you just ram into people or cause all this chaos in the town. And it's crazy because you're just a goat. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's so much uh, gameplay online. It's become like a meme. It's just it's it is ridiculous. But it is, I think, the crowning achievement of just weird simulator games. And there are so many out there. Yeah. Yeah. I love the goat so much all right this last one i just want to say because i you know i don't know what this would count it has to be a simulator i think a sim game because it's so ridiculous um so this game came out in 2010 2011 i think and we were in college and it used the it was, uh, I believe, on Connect and PlayStation, or sorry, Xbox and PlayStation, but it needed the use of a camera, and Connect was what we had on the 360. Yep. And you and I and Al and other friends, we played this in college. Yes. And it was, the actual gameplay behind it was pretty bad. Uh, but the what the outcome, the results were pure gold and i'm so upset that it never took off in the way that it wanted to because i think it would have been just incredible imagine like if it's if it made enough money and it was still doing those types of games now oh (laughs) goodness but this game was called u star and we had the one u star 2 at the movies and this game, it was similar to like the setup was almost like a music or rhythm game where you had so many songs, except this was movie scenes and TV scenes. I think you start to had like something around like 30 to 40 scenes. And I think most of them were movies and some movies had like two scenes to them that you could act out Mm -hmm. and others like they had 10 or so TV shows uh, like big scenes so what you would do is you would stand in front of the connect and you could do this with two people like as long as you had enough space which is always like a pain in the ass that's why the thing didn't work yeah. well so uh you would stand there and you would have like some sort of scene from a movie for example we did i know several times the scene from 300 where he's uh the persian <laughs> comes and says this is madness and king leonidas kicks him into the bottomless pit and says no this is sparta and he kicks him in it was so like the gameplay itself wasn't great it was like no. it would try to score you and stuff and say oh you didn't hit this line right you didn't hit this mark but it recorded everything and you could upload it to its website which i think is now not in <laughs> working conditions but we never tried but the, we hardly ever tried to do the actual scene no we would just do like here's the scene you can say anything during this <laughs> part where your your character says something you could say anything you want <laughs> so like 
when we did the scene from American Pie and you were Stifler's mom, <laughs> that oh, was hilarious. Bring that out. Why not? Oh, I and that was one of the more tame things. That that, that really <laughs> was. <laughs> I played a yes. good Stifler's mom. I, if I just say <laughs> I so myself, a, a, a good old Stifler's mom. <sighs> yes. So there were just so many scenes. I know. I'm looking just even because it's even tough just to find like the list of things that were in there. So some of the things just listed on the front, you had two major scenes from the Godfather, like the, I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse. You had a scene from animal house, Terminator, kick-ass hangover, meet the parents, wizard of Oz, the matrix, star Trek, like the TV show. Uh, And you could play as like characters. uh, Yeah. There's a scene from mad men, kindergarten cop, like the not a tumor scene. God, I got to find this. I know I didn't get rid of it. <laughs> God, we're going to have to bust this out. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, my. Oh Tropic my. Thunder. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we got to play oh, this. Ferris oh, the Bueller. Thing, the things Gump. that we could make with it now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're definitely doing this. Okay. So, and the, yeah, this, the screen quality wasn't bad either. It took you and you had to be in a, I forget, it was either well lit or really dark room. And it would just cut out like make its own automatic green screen around you and then you'd act opposite so like the one scene from wizard of oz it's like when dorothy meets the scarecrow and i remember it's like you're the scarecrow or dorothy and it's you talking to judy garland and it's just like ah, it's yeah who knows i think something like this will come out in another couple years again it'll be much better uh if but we I just, find, I had to share that one. If we find this and we get people interested, we should totally like live stream it on Twitch or something. It would be Definitely. hilarious. Yes. If you listen to this episode, even if this is in the future and we get like a random influx of people listening to this and they're like, do this, you star thing. We will do something on, on Twitch of this. It'll yeah. be interesting though. Cause we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to do that. Oh gosh. You know, break out the 360 again. Oh, yes. 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 So, all right. Last part. Last, yes, the last part. It's a simple one, and that is create your own sim game. And you can make it as like regular, boring as you want, or as silly as you want. So, because what? I think I went first last time. So it's your turn, Chris. Okay. Mine is. The way I want to do this is it's very similar to a movie and that's kind of how the feel I want to go for it and minus like, you know, the major story, nece- you know, necessarily, but I would do toy simulator. Toy story it is essentially toy <laughs> story, uh, but it doesn't have to, you know, there's not like a, I know with all these sim games, there's no, you know, overarching story. So I just want like, you go into the room and there's all these toys and you could pick, you can make a toy. You're the new toy there and you can just interact with other toys. You can do like a toy story like thing where you're interacting with the other toys. You can have an option where it's like, Oh, like, you know, similar to how they used to do Andy's coming in Disney you could say like hit a button and it's like your kids come and then you just, you know, return to toy form and it's like just kids play with you and all the other toys and stuff. And then you can hit a button and they leave. Um, and it zooms back into like the toys perspective or just much zoomed in. So it's at least like that level. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it would just be fun. Like I said, it's not like toy story. There's no like, Oh, one of the toys goes missing or something there. You know, these are 
simulations. You go in, you can create your own toy. There's all different types of toys. And this could be something that there's free updates of just these different skins, these different types of toys, different things like that. And I think it would also, you know, be kind of interesting because it's like you're playing a game about playing with toys. (laughs) But I mean, that's all of these sim games are. It's it's a little ridiculous, but it's also something I could see actually happening. I mean, Um, you have a freaking soda drinking sim (laughs) for five dollars. Yeah, I'm fairly certain you can make a toy like a toy sim. Did you see the picture I sent? Yes, I saw it. It's terrible. It's right? Absolutely awful. It is. My <laughs> God. Oh, my it, gosh. It does look like Microsoft Paint background and like a looks 1990s worse. CGI like cup with a straw. It just looks so These bad. are like some Super Nintendo type graphics here. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, but. That's a disgrace to Super Nintendo. <laughs> that I, you're right. My bad. Um, so, is that is that it for yours? That's it for me. Okay, so mine will be simple too. It is very relatable to us. So yeah, I thought I <laughs> I'm gonna laugh if you say what I'm thinking. Actually, no, it's not. I almost said something. Okay, it's not what you think it is. Not. No. <laughs> okay. Um, It's relatable to us, but it can be different types of sim games all in one. And that is the podcasting sim game. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you were? (laughs) Before I said the toy thing, like even earlier today, I was like a podcast simulator would be funny because then it's like you're watching because there's there is a YouTuber uh, sim game I saw in my research where it's you are promoting your own things and you have to promote all these different things and I was like man that'd be interesting to do like a podcast sim yeah. and then literally as you <laughs> said a podcast like holy shit that's what I was thinking I stole your idea yeah no that's it's nuts. like you can do all sorts of like silly things because people don't know like what goes behind doing the episode so it's all mundane stuff like whether that is going to find equipment because you got to find the correct equipment and finding it to where, you know, it's actually good equipment. You can have it to where your, your person does like all these adding um, things to websites, having to get their own websites, someone having to, if you want to do a talk show with your friends, yeah, you go with your friends, talk to them, work together with them. And at that point, it kind of becomes a relationship sims too, because maybe there's drama amongst your friends that happens because maybe your friend didn't write the script right or something like that. I did. These uh these seem a little close to home, uh-huh. Joe. I have <laughs> always <laughs> you wrote the bastard. script right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is Oh, that, that sounds awesome. I would play that. Uh, we're living it. Yeah, we're, we are playing it. We're, J- Joe, you're late. Oh, oh crap. This uh, is gotta all go. It's a, yeah. it's a game. <laughs> but yeah, it could it just be silly. You buy all this random stuff or you that people don't know about behind the scenes, writing scripts and websites and all that lovely stuff. And yeah. it, it's it's maybe boring but you could spice it up with some people drama in there 
Yes, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, I would say let us know what you think. If you were to make one of these ridiculous games, <laughs> how, what would you uh, make yours specific to? Make it to me. Just sim me. Yeah, I, no, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I don't know what to even think of that. Oh. oh, but as usual, please like, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at NutsPodcast22, Twitter at NutsPodcast1, or email us at NutsPodcast22 at gmail.com. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. We hope you've had a nutty time, so to speak. Uh, my name is Joe. Chris, stay nutty.